Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. This is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110-993 WPT. Well, we got some star power on this show today. Don't know much about history. Mark Robinson, Lieutenant Governor, new Lieutenant Governor, is on the line. He's been on the line many times uh, during the campaign. I was honored to support him in his campaign. And now he's involved in several very interesting issues that are going on, especially with the uh, Board of Education for the state of North Carolina, which Lieutenant Governor is a part of. It's one of the responsibilities of Lieutenant Governor is to be a member of the North Carolina Board of Education and they're trying to figure out how to study history. Mark, what is the big issue going on in Raleigh that we're really not reading much about here in Charlotte? Well, Pat, good to be here again uh, with you. I always enjoy being here. Uh, what the issue is basically is uh, we are about to vote on uh, the social studies standards that will be used in K-12 uh, to set the stage for the curriculum that uh, will be in the classroom. Mm-hmm. coming fall and uh certain members of the board have taken umbrage with these standards because we feel like me being one of those chiefly among one of those that these standards are are very anti-american very divisive very negative in tone and uh are going to be used to teach things in the classroom that are not going to be uh bode well for our students so it's almost like they're teaching a democratic agenda regarding our history. And, you know, there's famous quotes in the past, whoever controls history controls the future. <laughs> Absolutely. And what's disturbing about it is this. You know, I- I'm sure you saw the cartoon that came out on, on WRAL. I did. It was, it was, ups- it was horrendous, a WRAL ca- cartoon actually drawn by, a, I think, an eighth-grade North Carolina teacher that they allowed on WREL, and it showed you and uh, one of my appointments to the board, Miss Oxidine, as members of the KKK. You, who, by the way, is African-American, and Miss Oxidine, who is a Lumbee Indian. Absolutely. It, Pat, it points to exactly what we're talking about here. This is an individual who, of course, is in favor of these standards, who in a cartoon gave us a microcosm of how history can be rewritten in the classroom. If this man is willing to put this out, as his public opinion on a news station the size of WRAL, what is he telling his children in the classroom? That is the danger here. And we need to make sure that we set standards that are going to allow teachers to be able to tell the entire truth about history. Because let's get it straight. There are things that this, that, that in this country's past that we need to explain to our children and teach our children about slavery and Jim Crow and the fact that we didn't let women vote until the 1920s. We need to explain those things and how they happen. But the thing that we also need to explain, Pat, is the glorious fact that our Constitution, our our Bill of Rights, all those great things, our founding documents, our system of government, our courts, allowed those things to be overturned. This is a nation that is structured so that you can fight for freedom, and that's what we need to be teaching our children. So it's almost like we're teaching history like we teach, like our evening news, where everything's negative. You know, when you you watch the 6.30 evening news or— any of the cable, everything that's going on is going on wrong. Right. And that, that's not true with history. <laughs> that's right. It's not true in history. By and large, terrible things have happened throughout our history to many people. 
But by and large, our history is a, is a, a history of being able to overcome those things with the very principles that this country was founded on. One of my colleagues, I think, he, he described it best when he said if he had to give these standards a title, it would be 50 reasons why the United States is a terrible place. So real quick, uh, I've got several appointments still left uh, that Governor Cooper has not – their their terms are going to be expended. Although one of Merrick Davis that I appointed a long time ago, he might be for these standards. He's from Charlotte, uh, a board member from Charlotte, by the way, and I'm not sure – I think he's going to support these new standards from what I understand. Is that correct? And then Miss Oxidine, who is not going to support those standards, and one of her, my appointments is not going to support those standards either, which I'm very I pleased with. There are several of us who are not going to support the standards. Uh, the others, I do not want to speak on them because, you know, uh, who knows? They may have a change of heart uh, at the last minute. Uh, I certainly would hope that they would. Uh, Pat, I'll mention this also. We did, they, they talk a lot about the 7,000 people who reviewed these, these standards uh, over a number of months and uh, said that 85% of that 7,000 agree with those standards. Well, we did a, we ran a petition. Uh, listing our grievances about these standards over four days, over 27,000 people responded saying they won't, do not want these standards put in place. So in four days, 27,000 North Carolinians voiced their displeasure about these standards. We think the school board needs to take a pause, listen to those folks, and go back to the drawing board. Mr. Lieutenant Governor, this is Bo Thompson. Uh, i got a question for you in a more general sense, but you've been – the lieutenant governor, for a little over a month now. Uh, we talked to you as when you were a candidate, and we mentioned the fact that, you know, some of the members of the Council of State uh, back then, the lieutenant governor, Dan Forrest, were, were shut out of some of these discussions and these roundtables uh, with Governor Cooper uh, during, you know, pandemic discussions and school discussions. Since you've been lieutenant governor, what's your interaction been with Governor Cooper? Uh, how would you describe that relationship right now? Uh, on a personal level, I've spoken to, uh, to Governor Cooper once. Have not been to the mansion yet. Uh, certainly hope that that will be coming here. Uh, all throughout the campaign, I made it clear that I would be willing to work with Governor Cooper on whatever issue that this state faces. Uh, that has not happened yet, but we still have uh, some four years, mostly you know, four years to go. So. I'm hoping that will change. Wait a minute, I, I, Mark. I need to. I need to clarify this. You have yet to be invited to the governor's mansion, and your lieutenant governor. You have not been invited to the to the governor's mansion, which is only a block away from your office. N- no, that, that's unheard of in North Carolina history. Right. It's a little. It's a little disappointing, Pat. And and you know. Uh, I don't want to beat uh, Governor Cooper upside the head with this, but Governor Cooper speaks a lot about inclusion. He speaks a lot about standing up for, for, for you know, marginalized people. Uh, he, he talks a lot about, you know, African-Americans and black people in this state. The very first black lieutenant governor has been elected in this state. And because I believe because of politics, I have not been invited to the mansion. I don't think that speaks well for the government. And I wish he would change course on that. Well, the other thing is it's a transfer of power. If something happens to the governor... You're the one who asked who will be living in that mansion. I wish, wish no ill will toward the governor. I hope he and his family stay totally healthy during the next four years. Uh, yeah. But if something did happen, or by the way, the Constitution says when he leaves the state, which I think is ridiculous part of the Constitution, 1700s, but when he leaves the state, you're in charge. So you yeah. two ought to be communicating with each other, as me Absolutely. and Dan Forrest did. 
Absolutely. You know, here, here's the thing, Pat, uh, and I've said this before. No matter what our political persuasions may be, no matter whether we're left, right, Republican, Democrat, when it comes to serving the people of North Carolina, we need to put those things aside. We need to form teams of people from both sides of the aisle to make sure that this state is protected from whatever may come in, whatever issue is may, go, may, may be going on. Now, we may not agree on those issues. But we need to have that teamwork to come together to have all voices at the table. I know you got a busy morning. You uh, led the first bill that you've had to lead on the Senate floor yesterday. I congratulate you, and uh, we wish you the best uh, on this history debate in the state of North Carolina. Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, thank you very much. Thank you, Pat.